Hey, I'm JR from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast, exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world, and beer. Lots of beer. 18 Over Par is proudly presented by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Pulling up to the clubhouse in a ride that looks half as good as your golf attire just isn't cutting it. It's time to improve your ride and your drive. You can purchase a new or used vehicle from Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park and the former Manitoba Amateur Champ will take you for a round at Breezy Bend. So now pulling up to the clubhouse won't be so damn embarrassing and neither will your golf game. You can book your test drive today at winnipegdodge.com. Just ask for Jamie Wilkie. You can also check him out on episode two of the 18 Over Par podcast. He'll certainly be happy to see you. You can also find them on social media, so make sure you improve your ride and your drive, and the only place to do that, the new Winnipeg Dodge. They're different. You can check them out, winnipegdodge.com. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you duckass. Welcome to 18 Over Par with Mike and JR, proudly driven by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined by Jer Ryan of Emerald Isle Lawn Care and Landscaping. He's Irish, but lives in Winnipeg now. He grew up playing the game of golf across the Atlantic and even had the chance to caddy for Patty Harrington. When he's not building patios or cutting grass, you can find him golfing around Manitoba. All right, super excited to bring in Jer Ryan of Emerald Isle Lawn Care and Landscaping. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Ireland, some golf, and everything in between, and maybe something outside of uh, those things uh, as well. And we want to give a huge shout-out, as always, to Jamie Wilkie and the fine folks at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. Willie Jefferson of the Bombers, he picked up a Jeep Grand Cherokee this past week, and the Bombers are getting set, I think, August 5th is their game. So Willie's got some new wheels, and hopefully he'll be terrorizing uh, QBs, and uh, we'll see. Maybe the Bombers can bring back uh, another great cup. So go check out Wilkie. You can check him out at winnipegdodge.com. As well, Jer, you and the fam are going to get yourselves 8-inch custom DQ cake from the Nick and Nicky group of DQs. You can find them at DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the Food Court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Follow them at DQ Manitoba on Instagram. All right, so uh, you are Irish, which, uh, is, yep. which is nice. So uh, we, we love the accent. We appreciate the accent. And when did you get into golf? Was it at a very young age? Um, probably when I was about Maybe when I was younger, we played, call it pitch and putt. It's just small par threes. I used to go there maybe two, three times a summer. But once I got to the age of about 14 or 15, I <clears throat> I really got into golf and probably played at least three, four times a week. Wow. Was there, was there a lot of courses to play out there? Oh, yeah. There's, there's tons of courses. I played at my local course, which is uh, Nina Golf Club in County Tipperary. It's a pretty decent course. But um, I played in other places. Um, uh, I played in Arklow, which is probably like an hour away from Dublin. It's a nice links course just off the off the ocean there between England and Ireland. It's pretty windy, but 
decent course, but very challenging. Did you get any lessons or did someone get you into the game, like a dad, a mom, an uncle, an aunt? My grandparents were big into golf. Oh. They um, they both played, I don't know, probably I'd say five, six times a week. They were retired and they, they just played nonstop. But my granddad played off scratch. He was a pretty good golfer. Wow. Up, I don't know, maybe mid-50s or so. And then it you know, kind of got worse as he went on. But yeah, I suppose he taught me a few things here and there, but just kind of on my own thing, really, just kind of nothing really to do in the country in Tipperary. So I joined the golf club and that was my summers pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry, and, and that Tipperary, that's inland Ireland, right? So I, when I think of, uh, you know, Ireland, uh, I think of link style courses, which would probably be mostly on the coast there. So Tipperary, uh, pardon my pronunciation, but that would be more inland and you're, are you seeing more like parkland courses, I guess, almost similar to what we see in Canada? Yeah, pretty much quite similar to what we see in the prairies, but uh, you know, the grass is a little bit greener, not as brown, but (laughs) it's it's a pretty decent course, but yeah, there's so many links courses. I've only played, I think I've played two and I, I can't remember the name of the other one, but I played Arslow golf course probably five or six times and, it's a beautiful course, but it's so challenging because you get the wind coming in off the ocean and then the rough is rough. Like it's, you know, need a good, I don't know, many times I've probably hit two or three times trying to get out of that rough, but <laughs> good course, challenging. They wouldn't, they, they don't uh, cut it down to make it a little bit easier if uh, some of the, the better players aren't playing out there? It's hard all year round? Yeah, it's, it's pretty tough all year round. Yeah, it's just the way they do it, I suppose, but it's a lot of fun like you know it'll be worse that's true well we had on a tyler kearns last episode and he's a golf course architect and he was kind of getting into the 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 pot bunkers and how you don't see it a lot in north america because a lot of north american players feel like they should be able to get it on the green from a fairway bunker whereas over there in the uk it's not the case it's if you hit in a bunker you're going to get penalized for it we came to the conclusion that North American golfers are soft and, uh, <laughs> and the, the UK Ireland players, uh, they got their rough and tough golfers and, uh, they could, they could get through anything. And, and the other thing that Tyler Kearns mentioned, uh, which you might find interesting, uh, in, in uh, your landscaping, uh, uh, career, which we'll get into in a little bit, but he said the pot bunkers were originally developed to keep the sand in the bunker because the winds were, were so high. So that was pretty interesting. Interesting, I thought. Do you do anything with landscaping to keep? Uh, have you done anything with a bunch of sand to keep the sand on the property as no. opposed to blowing away? No. <laughs> you no, know, nothing like. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe I'll put a pot bunker in my front lawn. <laughs> Get the practice. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure yeah. I, I know a guy who can put that in there for you, Mike. <laughs> perfect perfect did you actually do anything jer or around the golf course like with the superintendents or did you pretty much just go out there uh, and play and that was it just went out and played that was pretty much it there was um there was, there was the, the, the the local pro it was like him and he had two sons so they pretty much anything that was being done they were kind of being you know trained in to do all that stuff and then they were i can remember i think they were probably 10 or 12, but like they were both phenomenal golfers already. So anything that needed to be done or anything that was, you know, anything to be done on the course, they kind of got it and that was it. Kind of hard to get in there, to be honest. 
Mm-hmm. And when and, it, uh, well, go ahead, Mike. Well, I was just going to ask. Uh, obviously, there. I'm guessing there would be lots of amateur golf events in Ireland. Yeah, tons. Yeah, there's always always competitions going on. Did you end up traveling around the, the UK there to to play at all, or did you pretty much just stay uh, in and around your home? Pretty much in and around my home because like there's there's not much else to do. You know, we're like in the middle of the. But like, if you, if you could catch a ride to the golf course, that was it. And then when it came to traveling for other things, it was more like soccer or you know, like football events. But I wasn't good enough at golf to really have that much of an interest. I was younger to kind of go elsewhere or do anything with it, you know? Yeah, it was. Well, what uh, then brought you to uh, getting on the bag with uh, Patty Harrington? That was just fluke, to be honest. We, um... <laughs> So we have, a, like, you know, you have your president's prize and your captain's prize. Do you guys do that over here in Canadian golf courses? No, not that. I've, like, I don't know what that is. So every year, like, you know, you have your captain of the golf club and then the president of the golf club. Okay. And then they both they both throw a tournament and they, you know, get all the prizes and whatnot. So there's, like, a junior and then, like, senior and women, or, like, men's and women. So I think there was maybe five or six of us, like, guys around my age, might have been 15 or 16. So you just go out, you play your 18 holes, and whoever has the best score, it's like, you know, you win the competition, that's it. I somehow won on that day. <laughs> and uh, the prize was we got to go to the JP McManus Pro-Am in Adair Manor in Limerick. And then the first day I got to, I was carrying the scoreboard for Paul Casey. He was that round. And then I got to caddy the second day for Harrington, which is pretty cool. Wow. Wow. <laughs> What uh, how what um, year was this in? How long ago was this? I'm 33 now, so I was 17 years ago, so like 2004, 2005, maybe. Wow, nice. So that's nice. when those yeah, guys were pretty- still. Uh, well, I mean, they're they're still uh, pretty good now. Well, uh, awesome golfers now, but even back then, that was kind of when they were really getting going in their prime. So that must have been a treat to see see them smack a golf ball. Oh yeah, it was pretty cool. Like Paul Casey wasn't a chatty guy he kind of kept himself but Harrington was all the time talking like giving tips just you know just having a conversation with me he's just a pretty fun guy and then at the end you know he cause he actually won the tournament he popped he, kept, he put the ball he signed it and gave it to me he signed my golf nice. and then <clears throat> there's also some soccer players and it was pretty cool yeah did you have to give I think Tiger Woods might have been. yeah Tiger Woods was at that event as well oh wow <laughs> Not a big deal. <laughs> nice. Well, I did some research earlier. I was seeing like who, who's Patty, who Patty's uh, caddy is right now. And it was uh Ron and flood and he's been uh, on his bag since 2004. He's actually Patrick's brother-in-law. So I was going to curious if uh, he was jealous that you're moving in on Patty's loop or uh, maybe it was just before that. Luke and look that I got to do it. But uh, it was a pretty cool experience. And as I said, there was like tons of like famous people there. Like in that group, that foursome, there was Padraig Harrington. And then there was two, like obviously, you know, horse racing is big in the UK. There was Michael Hegarty and Mick Spitz, who were like two huge famous uh, jockeys. And then Michael Owen, who won the Ballon d'Or, like mm, his right. most prestigious prize. So yeah, it was pretty cool. I was a little bit starstruck all the time, to be honest. How heavy was that and, bag? Oh, it was pretty heavy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just pumped to be there. It was, uh, 
just such a cool experience. You know, I mean, it's not you don't get too many opportunities like that in Ireland. You know, to kind of experience something like that. So it was something I'll never forget for sure. Yeah, that's pretty phenomenal. Do you remember where you put that ball? Do you have it somewhere that uh, Patty signed? I do. I have the signed ball from Paul Casey and Padre Tankton. It's actually at home oh. in my still in my Ireland. Wow. My parents have it. Uh, I had a fight with Visor, and there's so many signatures on. I think there's Graham McDowell, Miguel Angel Jimenez, Casey Harrington, a couple of soccer players, a couple of Irish comedians. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Yeah. When you think about and it, what, think about all the people that Mike and I talked to. We don't have them. We didn't get them to sign anything. Maybe we should get these people to sign stuff. Mm-hmm. Pardon? I said maybe we should, Mike and I, we got to get some people to, to sign this stuff. Uh, for, maybe you can sign something for us. <laughs> <laughs> was, there, was there anything that you picked up from, from Patty? You said he was kind of chatty and giving out some tips. Uh, did, do you have something that sticks in your mind that he said on, out on the golf course? Not too much. He was just kind of just kind of like, you know, he just kind of, he was just a fun guy. Just all kind of messing and having a chat, but he was also so calm as well. Like that's kind of like what impressed me. Cause there's like hundreds of people there and like the Irish are rowdy. <laughs> so everyone's just like, just so how calm he could be in the situation. Like it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that's why they're pros, I guess. Yeah. yeah would you say would you would he be the you know the best golfer to come out of Ireland in in your uh, opinion? He's definitely up there. I, I like I think Shane Lowry's pretty decent as well. Like he's been mm-hmm. doing fairly well the last couple. Mm-hmm. You know, I like him too. But as well, I suppose there's McElroy, but he's Northern Irish. So he's <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my <laughs> questions was going to be, yeah, you know, like what? How do you see? Uh, uh, old uh, McElroy there uh, because he's from not, Northern Ireland. I'm, I'm not a big McElroy fan, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and and no. JR, JR, that's not Roy McAvoy from the movie <laughs> Tin Cup. He's talking about Roy McElroy. He's a PGA golfer. And JR is a big uh, uh, fan of the movie Tin, Tin Cup. Cup so. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a phenomenal movie. So when, like, how old are you and why? Did you come here to Winnipeg? Um, I first came here, I think, 2013. So I might have been 25, just turning 26 when I came over. I just wanted to experience Canada. I've always had a an interest in it. I know it just always appealed to me. And I had an, I have an aunt that lives in Charleswood. So I came over for six months just to check it out. Really enjoyed myself. And then I just started working on my visa came over here and then moved over per, like moved in 2015 to, to stay permanently oh wow and uh, even when i came through the airport you know you're handing your visa over to like the immigration officer and they're just looking at me confused as, as to why i chose winnipeg but <laughs> i don't know it's, i don't know i really like it here it's, uh, it's a good place lots of opportunities and people are fairly decent as well you must, have met no, a, you must have met a girl, and then uh, that's how you ended up in Winnipeg. No, I didn't meet her until four years later. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, that's in, that's interesting here because, yeah, you know, when, when you think about it, Winnipeg usually, uh, is, it's a flyover province, and any tourist guide, uh, usually Winnipeg is not on it. Uh, so it is interesting that you picked a, picked here to kind of stay and put down some roots and and even start a company. So wh- what were, what kind of planted the seed to start Emerald Isle Lawn Care? 
well, when I first came over, I was working for a company in Say Patel, and I really didn't like it. It was just, you know, I just, I just always wanted to work for myself. I had that desire, but um, I was building patios, fences, doing all these jobs, and I was getting like eleven dollars fifty an hour. <laughs> and I, I was just like, you know, screw this. So I saved up for like six months, got my truck, and then just kind of just went hell for leather, and kind of still been going that way ever since. And it, it's it is a good place. Like if you're, the people are pretty decent over here. So if you're willing to work and, you know, work hard and do, you know, do a good job, people will happily pass your name on. And it's kind of just escalated from there now. And, you know, we're just, we're still growing, which is pretty, you know, pretty good. I'm happy. Yeah. Well, you uh, do the courtesy and you have the guys uh, mow my lawn every now and then, although this year it's been considerably dry. The grass isn't really uh, growing a whole heck of a lot. Um, but uh, what, what exactly do you, do you guys all do now? Well, uh, we do like um, I don't like last year. I would have cut your lawn, but this year we've we've just got so much business. I've actually finally been able to step away from the grass cutting side of it, which was my goal to do because, like you know, you guys take a cutting grass every day. But like like the last probably five or six weeks, we've probably done like ten patios, five or six walkways, hardscaping, like kind of what you have done in your front like, front yard last year, like the edging, okay. the mulching. The- and all that type of stuff and we also like it's been so dry the last few summers like a lot of people's foundation like the soil and all that's moving away so we go in and we build that back up with material put you know new new soil new seed just freshen it up so we're like we're, we're fully booked up until i think the third week in september so we're t- we probably can take on two more jobs and then that's it we'll be booking into next year then which is pretty exciting Two more, two more jobs. Well, then you could fit me in for a pot bunker and maybe one of those nice <laughs> rock fences that uh, that we see over in the UK. But I did have a question. Uh, about five years ago, my neighbor yelled at me for watering my grass midday, and ever since then, I don't water my grass at all because I'm uh, scared the old bird the old bird would yell at me. So I don't even know when I'm supposed to water my grass. Can you can you tell I me? Got that? A, I got first. First thing in the morning or last thing at night. You water it like in, let's say like a hot day like today, 30 degrees. You may as well throw hot grease on your grass. It's just going to fry it. (laughs) Well, I might try that too. (laughs) Throw a DQ cake on there. That'll help. A DQ cake. (laughs) Or a blizzard. The other thing she said, she said if you water it at night, it doesn't give it enough time uh, to evaporate or soak in and, and and you get a moldy grass or something like that. So I just stopped watering it and it stopped growing, which is quite convenient. (laughs) I know I I water mine most nights. My grass is thick and green. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to take it from Jer here as opposed to, as opposed to the bird next door. (laughs) The bird next door, yeah. Crazy old bird. Well, JR brought up DQ, and I want to hop back to Patty because uh, I was uh, I was watching like a Cribs-esque kind of episode on YouTube today with Patty, who seemed like an absolute beauty of a, 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 a gentleman, and uh, he was cracking jokes. He even rolled up, answered the door on one of those, uh, those uh, Segway things, and uh, he had an ice cream machine in his kitchen, a soft-serve ice cream wow. machine, and we're sponsored by DQ uh, Manitoba. Shout out to them. Thank you very much. So go see them for some soft-serve ice cream, but I'm, I'm guessing guessing that's a staple in every uh, Irish home is a soft serve ice cream in the kitchen. 
I think it's just packed. That's the dream, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream. Yeah, well, I, I one day I hope to uh, have a soft serve ice cream machine in my kitchen. And in the meantime, we can go down to DQ Manitoba and enjoy some soft serve ice cream and some, some DQ blizzards. Uh, do you get any DQ blizzards, Jer? Yeah, no, I love DQ blizzards. Yeah, I also go for the, the mint Oreo. I think that's the second one, second person that's mentioned the mint Oreo. I could be wrong, mm. but I think that's, yeah, that, that, that's a good flavor. It's a classic. It's a classic. I guess. Hey. Do, do you know if they have any DQs over in Ireland? Do they have DQ there? No, nothing like that. Like it's more, uh, everything's more like franchised over here where like you'll just have like your, your little corner store will have the same thing as Patty there, you know, just the soft serve ice cream machine in the corner nothing maybe like in, in dublin or like cork the bigger cities you might have they may have a day or dq but i highly doubt it to be honest yeah. everything's more friendly, readily available over here maybe that's why you, you chose to stay here you like the franchises <laughs> exactly <laughs> back home if you wanted to, to go to mcdonald's it was more of a treat because you had to drive 45 minutes either direction <laughs> get it <laughs> like about my yeah. store here and there's about seven you know <laughs> yeah you're close do you have a traditional favorite irish dish that that you love when you you visit home or or that you crave here yeah there's actually a couple we have a, a breakfast roll so it's uh <clears throat> basically like a hangover cure but <laughs> it's a french guest and then they put like basically a full irish breakfast in there you get like your sausage bacon eggs Blood sausage, hash browns, onions, mushrooms. Mm. It's uh, it's if you're hungover, you love to see one of them put in front of you. And and some beans too. Yeah, it's, yeah, you can get some beans in there too. I'm not a big fan of beans, but no. yeah, no, you can literally get everything in there with them. And then, um, yeah, I suppose like the just the, we call them chippers. Like it's basically like a takeaway. You get like your burgers, fries, and all that. It's just. It's just so different to the food over here. and In my opinion, it's a lot better, but, you know, that's just my opinion. I would agree with you. Yeah, I would I would second that as well. Even the beer as well. Like, the beer over here is just not the same as it is uh, over there. Over, yeah, and anywhere in Europe, more, it's just not the same. It's more crisp over there. It just seems like a little bit fresher, you know. I don't know if that even makes sense, but it just seems crisp. You know, like, mm. I enjoy going for clients in Ireland, but here... I'd rather just have a few bottles at home because, you know, you don't even you don't even get a pint glass in any of the bars, and it's you know it's just not the same. Well, we're we're coming around here. We're coming around with our local breweries and, and getting some uh, fresher beers. Uh, so we're yeah, the, you know we're about uh, a few centuries behind, but uh, we're we're getting there. Slowly but sure. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, well, I wanted to ask you if you grew up playing any other sports uh, other than than golf. Oh yeah, I played a bunch of sports. I played uh, played tennis. You know, just competitions. Maybe in the summer, that was it. I played. We have. I played soccer from age six up until pretty much until I left. I haven't really. I'm going to probably join a soccer team next year. Hopefully, I'll have more time. But mm. then we played Gaelic football which is like a mixture of rugby and soccer, the only way to describe it. And then there's also hurling, which is uh, like a mixture of rugby, <laughs> rugby, lacrosse, 
and yeah, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's intense. You should actually, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but you should check it out. It's it's, it's a crazy, wow. crazy game. It's like one of the fastest uh, like games in the world. Yeah. Like it's, well. I, funny you you mentioned that, and that's why I asked you the question because I heard uh, where where were you? What was your hometown there? Tittle, 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 Tipperary. Big uh, big hurling town, isn't it? Oh yeah, we're yeah like we're up there every year. To we've been pretty close to winning. It's called the All Ireland. Like we're pretty like we're one of the most dominant teams in that. Like there's Kilkenny, Tipperary. Limerick, Galway, Cork. They're probably there's like thirty two teams that compete, but they would be the top five. Yeah, my my description of it was uh, a combination of field hockey, baseball, soccer, and Quidditch. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta I, check that yeah, out. That sounds oh, awesome. Yeah. It lo- it's absolutely uh, barbaric in a good way, but it, it looks like it'd be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, no, it's it's like it's so intense. Like, and you know, it's up and down. Like when they hit the ball, it can go 70, 80 yards. Like it's 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 a lot of fun. But um, you should actually check out the video of Joe Rogan discovering hurling for the first time. Mm. It's like hilarious. You should definitely check that out. We'll check that out. Uh, Joe Rogan, big competitor of ours in the <laughs> podcast space, but uh, he's pretty good. I like to listen to him. He's a big fan of the show too. He sends a lot of a lot of love for big the show fan on Twitter. Of the show. Yeah, you can find eighteen over par on Twitter. What's the handle, Mike? Do you know the handle? Eighteen over par pod, right? Eighteen over par pod. <laughs> find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So when you when you came over to to Winnipeg, did you bring your clubs over, or did they stay at home? No, they're still at home. Actually, I don't know. I think my dad will probably end up just throwing them out at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that was in six, seven, I'd say. Because yeah, I stopped once I got about to seventeen. I, I don't think I played golf again until I came over here. Like it was a good fourteen years before I played. I just completely stopped. I actually, I burst my appendix. And I had adhesions, so I couldn't even swing a club for a few years because it would just hurt. And then between college and moving over here, it just kind of got put in the back burner. But then I picked it up again. Just yeah, probably June of last year. Now I'm just I'm hooked. Like if I could golf every day, I would. Wow, where like so? How often do you get to golf then? <laughs> it's kind of sporadic. Like it's like about three weeks ago, I played. Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. But I, I don't think I've played in two weeks now because just we're so busy with landscape projects and just trying to keep every customer happy, which is kind of difficult because everybody wants to be done first. But, you know, you can only do so much. But um, I'm hoping to get out to Granite Hills or Pinoa maybe this weekend or definitely the weekend after. Yeah, whereabouts do you usually play? Do you, do you have a course that you play most often or are you just trying to find a game anywhere? Um, like if, if during the evening I'll play players course because it's you know it's only like ten minutes out the road, and you know just a quick nine holes. But most of the time I'd like to play I, I play bridges or else River Oak. I think bridges is probably like Granite Hills is definitely the most fun course like I've enjoyed the most. But if I'm going to play anything local, it's always bridges. Like the course is always in great shape and it's good bang for your buck and just always a good time. Like I've never had a bad experience i always enjoy myself thoroughly when i go there Ch- challenging enough for it as well you know yeah. yeah well especially with all those dog legs 
Yeah, it suits my hook, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> well, I forget what which hole that is, but there's a, it's like literally a 90-degree angle, and there's water to the left, a bunch of trees to the left, and you, some players will actually try and go and cut across the water to just cut down that hole. So I don't know, are you one of those people, or you just hit it out to the middle and then try and hit it onto the green on your second shot? I try the first time and then I go to the fairway on the second time. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what about do you usually shoot uh, at Bridges? What's your score? I, I played it maybe three weeks ago. I think I had 92, something like 92 or 93. It's always something, you know, your, your short game is atrocious and then the putting is good or else the putting is just gone and the, ch- the chipping isn't too bad. So I don't know, like I feel like Maybe next few years, you know, I'll be able to spend more time and actually, you know, practice more and play more regularly and kind of get into a groove. Because ideally, I'd like to be shooting low 80s, high 70s eventually. That's my goal, and I'll be quite happy if I get to that. To be honest. Good. What uh, What aboats do you have in the bag right now? What uh, sticks are you playing? I have. Um, I just it was just a couple of years ago. I just got a basic Wilson set. Mm. Nothing special. I got a. I got a Titleist. 56 degree lob wedge there I bought a, a putter I can't even remember what, what brand it is it's pretty much like the most basic clubs you can have but I'm actually in the market I'm I'm torn on what I want to you know spend my money on I have to do a bit, little bit more research but um, yeah definitely probably going to get a new set by the end of the summer hopefully mm, we're in on that Maybe. as well yeah, well maybe you could call up Patty and uh, maybe he can send you some hand-me-downs. I was I was actually looking <laughs> earlier today and he had a lot of Wilson clubs in his bag. So maybe maybe oh, that's really? why you subconsciously picked up some some Wilsons. I think it's because they were just to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you ever critique a golf course on the on the kind of the landscape or the architecture of it or the grass being in the business that you're in? Yeah, well there's a couple of courses I went to this year and like I don't know if I can say them or not but they were pretty bad like for for price wise and just just the state of the course a couple of them were pretty bad this summer but that's why I stick to bridges like you just can't go wrong and like River Oaks is a it's not the most pristine course but it's, it's a good I think it's a challenging course and I always enjoy myself there do you have a group that you usually play with five or six guys I usually play with but it's you know how hard it is sometimes with kids and stuff and trying to get guys all available and everyone available on the same day and if someone's camping but <clears throat> I don't care who I golf with as long as I'm golfing to be honest as long as I can get out I'm happy sounds like us yeah well yeah <laughs> yeah we will we'll go anywhere that takes us uh yeah we, we we're free agents as we say but uh everywhere and anywhere uh we can we can suggest many great courses in this this wonderful province there's no end of good courses and there's no end of uh not so good courses but they're still fun to play what was your favorite course to play Ooh, that oh, is a good whoa, question. this is our podcast. You can't ask us questions. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But uh, I'm, I'll, I'll start. I'll kick this off, JR. And uh, my favorite course in the province is Clear Lake Golf Course in the Riding Mountain National Park. And it's just so scenic and uh, it's always lush. Uh, so that would be my, my top one for sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough question because I'm trying to think of 
of where it would be, where my favorite place to play. Um, usually, consistently, I would play at a Cinnaboyne, Royal Cinnaboyne, just because it, it's comfortable for me, and I know a bunch of the people there, and it's generally e- pretty easy to get out. But yeah, I I didn't e- I haven't even thought about it. I just mm-hmm. like asking the questions. I don't like answering them. <laughs> well, and and the other the other great thing in Manitoba is there's so many uh, public courses. You know, there's a few in the city private courses which are uh, on another level of quality um but there are so many public courses available to us that are in great uh condition and i I feel like that's similar to ireland and there's so many public courses with maybe you know obviously there's some private courses that are, are pretty high end and it might be tough to get on but even you know you look at some of the uh courses on the the open championship rotation there. Um, and, and a lot of them you can actually play. So do you, do you find that, um, as well, like that you could really get on almost any course in Ireland or did you think there was a lot of private courses? There is a few private courses, but like, you know, like any of those private courses, if you know somebody or someone who knows somebody, you know, they'll get you in. That's kind of way it is in Ireland. But, even the public courses, they're all like kept phenomenal. And it's like, they have year round golf there. Maybe like, I think most courses may be closed. Well, my own course, like local one, they'll close maybe the 23rd to like the second, second or third of January. Like if the weather, you know, like you can golf in January there if the weather permits it, if it's not too wet. Yeah, no, like most people would have a membership in Ireland, you know, just kind of just play your own course consistently. And then, you have, you know, your tournaments where you might go play 10 different courses, almost like a league or something. But yeah, it, it's pretty similar to here, I'd say. Yeah, and, and price-wise, would you would you say that the price, it would be comparable? No, it's definitely cheaper here. I'll put it to you like this. I've never been on a golf cart in Ireland, where here I've always rolled in a golf cart. local <laughs> 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 like maybe $45 for the round. It's like just for the cart on top of your green fee. Wow. So I never, ever, I always walked in Ireland. It's like, nope, not, like, you know, especially as a teenager, right? You're not forking out 50 bucks to get a go-kart or a, a golf cart. But over here, I always ride. It's a nice, nice luxury. It's so cheap. Good to know. Well, now we, mm-hmm. yeah, now we know what, what is the worst weather you've ever golfed in? Um, Definitely a few thunderstorms in Ireland for sure. Where it's probably a little too be golfing. But never happening. I haven't played in like over here. It's always been you know nice, sunny, decent weather. Whereas in Ireland, it it, it rains about seventy percent of the time. So definitely nicer to golf over here. <laughs> well, that's a luxury. Yeah, that's why I would kind of assume yeah. that I would probably play better playing over here if I've spent a, a, a few a few years uh, overseas there because, uh, yeah, the weather can just hammer you, Ooh. especially uh, being so close to the water there as well. Yeah, no, yeah, it's it just honestly, it never, so that's kind of half the reason why I was, like, glad to leave Ireland. Like, obviously I miss Ireland, but, like, the weather is just depressing over there. It's just, I think, my, my, my dad said last year, I think it rained, like, 30-something days in a row. He said he forgot what, what? the sun looked like. It was <laughs> not, not, Yikes, I wouldn't but, like that. Yeah. No, but yeah, this was the only downfall was over here. I think I was one of the same bridges the last time. It was like 34 degrees. So, like, 
you're cooking as well, but you know, you can't have it every way. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I'd rather be playing in uh, 34, 35 than uh, it rain 30 days in a row. I know you, I know Mike likes the, the bad and the cool weather golf, but uh, I, I, yeah. like it. I like it hot. It might be yeah, tough doing uh, 30, 30 days in a row there, but I do think you have the advantage of the beautiful scenery of the Emerald Isle there to look at, even though it is raining. So there's a little bit of, uh, you know, mysticness to it. Maybe not 30 days in a row, but uh, you got some, yeah, some that's, plus side there. That's, that, that's true. I think that's why I enjoy Granite Hill so much. Like you got the water there. It's quite scenic. There's lots of trees. It's, you know, it's, it's really nice there. Whereas like, like when they say that course in Arcelor, like, you're a couple of tea boxes. You're up kind of a, you're up higher than like brown level, and you can just see the waves crashing in against the rocks. It's pretty cool to know to to, to watch that and then while you're playing golf. Yeah, it certainly would be tough to beat seeing uh, getting that scenery. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you had uh, any more questions or if you want to jump into the back nine. We can uh, we can certainly jump into the back nine lightning round. All right, well, uh, Jer, we're going to get into it with the back nine lightning round driven by Jamie Wilkie and the new. Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. Improve your ride and your drive. Check them out and ask for Jamie Wilkie at winnipegdodge.com. They're different. Many, uh, many Jeeps over there in Ireland. Uh, or uh, I'm sure there are some some Chrysler vehicles, probably Fiat's. Fiat's seem like a popular car in, in Ireland, perhaps. Yeah. I know the, the uh, uh, infrastructure uh, highways could be questionable. Is, is that accurate? I thought the, uh, the Irish roads are bad until I came here. My yeah, yeah, roads. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard that joke before, and that, that's probably pretty accurate. You yeah. know. They're oh, they're not, yeah, it's like even Saskatchewan Avenue there is so bad. I broke my trailer on it three weeks ago. Oh. Did a pothole. Uh, so the Leaf Springs cost me 1500 bucks. Pretty, uh, not a good day. No, and you still have to pay your taxes. Yeah, Thanks, exactly. Winnipeg. Thanks very much. We'll get uh, yeah. Brian Brian Bowman on uh, on the pod soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll have to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, talking about potholes, uh, have you ever got a hole in one? No. Oh. No. Mm, have you ever been close? A, been close. Close last year. I think it was the. Uh, the fourth or fifth hole. It's the first part three on uh, granite. Uh, maybe uh, I think it was probably six or seven feet away. That's probably the closest I've come. Mm, wow, that would have been awesome to sink one at granite. That would have been good. And I guess we then we always follow that up with any uh, albatrosses or or eagles <laughs> or birdies. A few but, birdies. That's about. Oh no, uh, eagles. <laughs> not, not, yeah. Well, the Eagles are pretty good. I haven't got any Eagles this year. I did get one last year on a par four. That was pretty fun. But, uh, well, next one here. Uh, what is your preferred golf ball brand or model? Um, I like the Titleist Pro V ones. Mm. Okay. Is that usually what you stock in your bag or do you kind of just have an assortment of balls in the bag? There's definitely an assortment, but I, I do, I do like lean towards the Pro V ones. I also like Callaway. Yeah. I, I like the well, they're the, they're the two that I used to, I, I try and stick with. Nice. Another one for Callaway. See Callaway sneaking in there, Mike. They are sneaking in there. And, and I guess, would, would you still be playing the 
Were you playing the Pro V1s when you were younger? Any uh, Irish ball manufacturers that haven't made their way over here? Honestly, whatever I could get my hands on back then because it was losing the box. Happy to have any balls in the bag, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. And um, so... You're, you're, we kind of touched on this earlier, but uh, do you have a favorite course in Manitoba? You know, it's just like, as I said, I'm fairly, like, I've only played probably seven or eight courses. Like, I really want to get out to Tina while I've heard good things about that course. But I'd say Bridges, like, like if, if Granite Hills was closer, I'd say that more often. But I know I really enjoy Bridges. I always, I always look forward to going out there. It's uh, just all in great condition, and I enjoy most of the holes. Mm, that's good. Most of the, 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 holes. Third, the third hole I liked pretty decent on the 18th. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The third one there where you, you have to go, you hit it out there, then you, it's a tough of a kind of approach shot over the creek, and there's the bridge yeah. there, right? Yeah, that's that, that's a good hole. Yeah, it can either be a very good hole or a very bad hole, but I, <laughs> I always enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 I think I always uh, had a bad hole. Yeah, I agree. Bad eighteen holes there, <laughs> and I and I probably haven't gone back because of that uh, in a few years. But I should go back, and because I'm a I'm a heck of a lot better now than I was then. Yeah, no, it's uh, the eighteen. I always look forward to that. It's a it's a challenging one, but like if you can if you can nail your drive, you have a good chance of putting it on the. On the green with your three wood, if you you know you can hit that well as well, but yeah, it's definitely an enjoyable hole. Mm-hmm. And then a sub question to this: I wanted to know uh, your favorite course in Ireland. I never played it, but Adair Manor. I like that. I was just it was just it was in phenomenal condition for like um, when I caddied at that JP McManus. Everything was just when you're younger, you're watching golf courses on the TV, and everything looks like, so amazing. It was like that when I got there. It was pretty good. There's also the K Club, which is pretty nice as well. That's like I think the Ryder Cup was there in like 2012 or somewhere around that time span. But that was held there a few years ago. Yeah, I, I see that on my list, and then and then uh, you know there's a few others here. Obviously, uh, Port Rush, uh, you know, in Northern Ireland, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a few others. What would be the well? There's uh, Royal County Down. Is that in Northern Ireland too? Yeah, that, that's in Down is in Northern Ireland too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. What, pretty sure. Then, yeah. What would be the courses we should hit in uh, in? I'll call it the Republic of Ireland. Definitely the K Club is pretty good. Uh, Adair Manor in Limerick, pretty decent. Can't really honestly. It's, it's I can't really think of anything else off the top of my head. I'm kind of just disconnected because I haven't been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There- I have a, a list here, but I fear that uh, I'm just going to, well, there's Royal Dublin, which, uh, which probably uh, could sounds pretty good. The queen uh, thought yep. it was pretty good anyways. Yeah. There's, there's quite a few nice courses in Dublin for sure. There's one that's like, I think it's like close up to the mountains almost. It's, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, there's definitely some nice courses in Dublin for sure. Mm. Good. And then uh, next question here. Um, what would be the most memorable course that you've ever played? Honestly, like Granite Hills, I really enjoyed. Like that was like, like, like you know, I just started golfing again. I really enjoyed it. It's just, I found just the layout of it. 
everything. Just like the, the condition was great. Like everything about the scenery, that, like probably enjoyed that the most. Hmm, yeah, I would say. Yeah, it's a like it's a beautiful course. I yeah. uh, we should get out there, Jr. This yeah. year. Yeah, if we can get out there for sure. Usually like, very busy. Like I'm relatively new to getting back into golf, like but. As I, I'd like to play a lot more, but as of now, Granite Hill, we just, we just enjoyed that. It was, it was top notch. Yeah. And I just want to hop back to the, uh, the courses in Ireland there. I found it. It was uh, Dune Beg, now known as Dune. Trump International Golf Links. Did I say it wrong? No, Dune Beg. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that, that, I heard that was uh, top notch, and it's actually a, a public course. So. Uh, Link style course in the Republic of Ireland, not in Northern Ireland. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, Meg, I've heard that heard of that one quite like quite a bit. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah, that would be a popular one in Ireland for sure. Because I know uh, Monsi on one of our uh, past guests, he said he was going to do a a tour of uh, Ireland, and it sounded like he was doing the uh, southern kind of area. So uh, I'm sure. Uh, uh, he has a bunch, so we'll you'll have to uh, we'll have to reach out to Monsion and uh, get a list from him. Shout out to him. Yeah, he likes out. he likes rye bread. And uh, the next question here: Do you got a bucket list course anywhere in the world? I'm trying to remember the name. What's that one where oh, I think it begins with S? I can't think of it now. It's got like a. Sawgrass or something. Is it what it's called? Oh, TPC Sawgrass? Yeah, that one like, where the rough is crazy. Like, I'd love to play that. It'd be super frustrating, but, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice to say you could have played that course. Yeah, there's a well, that's, it seems like a lot of many time or, or any course where a U.S. Open is, is held, it seems to be the long grass is, uh, mm-hmm. is there, where you're just throwing balls down and losing them. That is, is that in, uh, that's in Florida? I think that's in Florida. Yeah, you'll have to check there, Mike. I don't trust yeah. your geography, so I don't know. Well, I've uh, I've learned a few times here, so now I got the the Google machine up while we're recording here, and it it, it certainly is in Florida. Shout out to our uh, Florida listeners. We'll have to get down and see you guys soon. Yeah, and shout but, out to Google. Thanks, Google. Now I didn't oh, I didn't use Google. I used the Alta Vista. Oh, good Netscape. Alta- Netscape Navigator Alta Vista. Yeah, that's pretty good stuff on the dial up. But uh, at the library, I go to the uh, St. James Public Library to do these uh, Zoom calls while we're recording. And and uh, they're uh, very generous and they let me stay over my uh, half an hour time slot. So shout out to the St. James Public Library. Um, Jer, let's get back on track here. Uh, what is your career low round, and uh, where was it? I think I had I had eighty six at River Oaks last year. That's the best nice. I've shot. Hey, that's all right. Well, considering yeah, getting back into into the game recently, that's uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty darn good. Yeah, I've played. Yeah. Uh, Jr. Have you ever played River Oaks? Yeah, a few times. I used to actually go there about once every year. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great. Great yeah. up. Uh, I guess that'd be up by uh, Brady Road, almost kind of area. Yeah, it's pretty close. It's, like, yeah. it's pretty close to the city. Nice. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been there in a few years. Gotta, gotta get out there. Right by, I guess it's right by the, the river. It's called River Oaks. <laughs> Maybe LaSalle River, I think. <laughs> but 
<laughs> Next one here. This uh, this goes back to Ireland. And uh, Jared, do you uh, do you do alcohol? Are you, you you get into the alcohol once in a while? Yeah, I like to have some drink. I'm not your typical Irish. I don't drink a whole lot, but uh, more so in the summer, I like I like to have a couple of Coronas or I'll make a daiquiri for myself. That's that's about as wild as I get. Don't drink whiskey or. <laughs> Something like that, but uh, yeah, I like to have a few drinks here and there. Well, I guess what my ne- my question was going to be: What would be your 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 favorite Irish beer? Well, when I first started drinking, it would always be Bulmers or like it's called Magners over here, Magners cider. That would be my go-to. Mm. But then once I got into my mid twenties, it was just Guinness, mm. Guinness all the way. Guinness, and then well, Kilkenny isn't uh, isn't that far from your. Home or hometown there? Do you ever get into the Kilkenny? Yeah, I've got some Kilkenny fridge downstairs. I think. Ooh, oh, yeah. I like to. I feel like I have to be more Irish since I'm over here. I drink like hard <laughs> Kilkenny <laughs> here and there. Not, not a lot, but here and there, they're, they're pretty good. The Smithics. Yeah, I haven't been able to find that over here, but that's nice as well. Oh yeah, I, I got some. I got some in the fridge. I, I prepared for that for this uh, call today. But uh, I actually learned today it was not called Smithwicks. It's pronounced Smith Smithix. The the W is apparently silent. What they actually do in Ireland is actually pretty nice. They, um, when you're pouring a pint, you'll pour half a pint of Smithix, and then you'll pour the second half with Guinness. They call it the golden one. Okay, pretty good. I've heard of a black and tan, and I and and uh, I think it has the like a lager or ale on the bottom, and then they top it with uh, a Guinness. So it's p- probably one and the same. But we wanted to make our own name for it. Yeah, no, the black and tan. Yeah, my dad will drink that every once in a while. And then I wanted to ask you about Irish whiskey because I, I'm I'm a little bit of a Jameson boy, and I know you you mentioned you weren't. You, you didn't dabble too much in the whiskey, but is there a, a favorite Irish whiskey, or you're, they're all off the table? No, like I, I, I've had I've had Jameson here and there. I just find it just too strong. But if I was to choose a whiskey, I don't know. I, I usually go for Southern Comfort, so I don't even go for the Irish oh, one. Like a bor- a bourbon, I guess. <laughs> yeah, more of a bourbon. You know, like just I just find the Jameson is so strong. Like I just can't handle it. I don't even think it tastes good, to be honest. It's just it's not for me. I got a little twisted on the Southern Comfort back in the day. That was a go-to there in my early 20s. Late teens, early yeah. 20s. Ah, maybe I was 14. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> What were those shots? What was the Southern Comfort and mixed with something else shot? It was like a... Like an amaretto in Southern Comfort? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I forget what that was called, but I remember there was something, yeah, there was something to that. Ah, I don't know. Anyways, well, wow, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I had. I guess I don't like the the Tullamore Dew. I'm not a big Tully fan. That was uh, one of the uh, the Irish whiskeys, and uh, but uh, I, I mostly stick to the Scotch, unfortunately. But but mostly the Islay stuff, because, and that's pretty close to Ireland. So that's that's uh, that's better than that Highland stuff, right? Yeah. Have you tried the? The proper twelve whiskey yet? The new well, one? I, I have not, uh, not yet. But uh, I did uh, want to touch on our on our friend there from the UFC. Are you? Uh, 
Are you a fr- are you a fan of the proper twelve? Yeah, actually, when I was home in 2019, it just came out. I think that, and I think I brought back like 12 bottles of it because all my buddies were looking for it. So yeah, I had I, I opened the bottle. I probably only drank probably two or three glasses of it, but it's not bad. It's it's kind of it kind of reminds me of Jameson. It's it's all right. Like I'm, as I said, I'm not a big whiskey fan, but what. He's more of a McGregor fan a few years ago. I just don't think his antics lately are kind of representing the country well at all, to be honest. He's kind of letting himself down and the country down with his behavior. Well, it's uh, certainly representing his pocketbook fairly well because he's making some money. Uh, Whether he's winning fights or not, he's, he's making money. So he's, he's good. He's good at making money. Like, you know, he knows how to bring in the people like, fair play but he's just I don't know I think I think he's passed his best to be honest especially like the last couple of fights so I think he's just I don't know I think he's done now to be honest he might have one or two more fights and get a couple of big paydays and I think that would be it for McGregor there'd be no more title fights he might fight Nate Diaz or he might fight Poirier again I think that would be it for him to be honest mm-hmm. Is there many uh, many scraps over in Ireland, uh, uh, in your experience, or yeah, there's always it always be rowdy on a Saturday night whenever you head out. Yeah, <laughs> it always be a little skeptical. <laughs> Definitely looks fun in Ireland, that's for sure. The, like you know, there was like where we lived, there was only one nightclub in the town, so you're guaranteed to be at least three or four fights every night, no matter what. It's like hanging out at the Seven Eleven on Sturgeon Road there. <laughs> very, very exactly, yeah, yeah. If you're seeing the same people every uh, every Friday, Saturday night, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure some fights would break up for sure. Well, if you think about it, the, the, the town we lived in is called Nina, and then there's like twelve or thirteen surrounding parishes, and then they all play against each other in like the hurling and the Gaelic football. So you know, if someone had an issue with someone for a match and then you know a few drinks you're all in the same nightclub it's all going to kick off <laughs> yeah but well, i guess there's no fighting in hurling you know we, we relate that to to hockey which i'm sure is one of the only sports that allows a fight to break out but i'm they're hurling uh fighting and hurling would uh would not be allowed well it, it happens but it's like depending on how dirty of a hit or you know like the sticks go flying, everything, you know, fists. Like, you know, the rest of you, you give a yellow card, but then, you know, obviously a red card, you have to leave the field. But, it, it, yeah, they break out every once in a while. You usually just get the, the two two teams are just going at her, and then, you know, the coaches get involved. And, yeah, it can get hectic fairly quickly. Yeah, I think I'm going to visit Ireland solely based on hurling. Um not to mention the beautiful uh, scenery and golf courses, but certainly number one on my list is going to go see a hurling game live. Yeah, no, like when I go back next time, I want to go see one myself. So that's the one thing I kind of uh, regret. Like I lived there for 27 years and I didn't really travel much of our, like I lived like in different places in Ireland, but like there's so many beautiful places there that I never took the time to go and see or check out and uh, yeah, I'm going to be more of a tourist in my own country when I go back for sure and definitely play a couple of golf courses if the weather permits 
<laughs> yeah, you can say that you're on the 18 over par podcast and maybe they'll let you on for free. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so our, our flagship. Sorry, what was that? I said I might get the golf cart for free if I mention 18 over par. That's right. Yes. <laughs> so our, uh, our flagship question of the back nine lightning round. What is your favorite condiment? Sriracha, any hot sauce, something like that with sriracha. No Good answer. Spicy. Much is there much sriracha in Ireland? I never had sriracha until I came over here. I, I presume they have it, but I, it was never in my house, so I never had it. But since I came over here, it's a uh, it's a constant. That's for sure. Staple. Yeah, like I would, the spice. Uh, gotta like the spice. Put it on I everything. I like the spice. Yeah, I got some sriracha in the fridge, and I'm I'm a big uh, Valentina's guy. It's a good, great Mexican hot sauce that I that I enjoy. I wanted to ask you about malt vinegar because that's that's one that came up on my. Uh, I was like, well, what what's what's the top condiment in uh, Ireland? And malt vinegar kept coming up. Yeah, that's super good. That's, that's, that's what, like I was saying, I miss like the, the fries or we call them chips over there. You get like nice, big, thick, cut, chunky chips and then they just cover them in malt vinegar and salt and it's honestly, it's, they're so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes me think like, yeah. Let's go get some, uh, some homemade chips and cover them in, in malt vinegar and salt that I think that, uh, that I think I'll have to do that this weekend. The open wounds on my hand will be Unforgivable <laughs> on that malt vinegar. Just get that, that would be so It'll be you'll, Yeah, you'll have to wear your gloves. Yeah. <laughs> but uh that 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 wraps up the uh back nine lightning round, Jer. Yeah, thank you so much, Jer. And the back nine lightning round is driven by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. Check them out at winnipegdodge.com. They're different and they're always happy to see you, which is true. You walk in there, everyone's got a smile on their face under the mask. And Mike, what are are you driving this week, Mike? What am I driving this week? Uh, Well, I like the the Jeep Compass. Uh, There was a a nice used Jeep Compass, and the gas mileage on that is unbelievable. Um, So so maybe go pick up one of those for your grocery getter. Yeah, hey, not too bad. Well, Jared, thanks again for uh, for coming on 18 over par with us. And uh, you will be getting an 8-inch custom DQ cake from the Nick and Nikki group of DQs, DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can follow them on Instagram at DQ Manitoba. Jared, this was a slice. Um, we'll, we'll have to maybe see you sometime, maybe, if we can get out. And if we're going out to Granite Hills, we'll let you know we're playing Granite Hills. Maybe we get together and play. That would be uh, pretty fun. That would be great, and thanks very much for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, thanks again. And uh, thanks again to the fine folks at Winnipeg Dodge. Check them out at winnipegdodge.com. We will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. So long. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. You're late for your tea time, as per usual. It's 12-12, but you wouldn't know. 
The clock in your piece of shit ride just blinks eights at you. It's embarrassing. You find the parking stall the farthest away from the clubhouse. It can't be seen in your shitbox. You know you're going to play awful because you feel awful. Your car doesn't match that swagger buried deep down inside. That golfing champion waiting to be unleashed. Ding. Your bumper hits the concrete as you accidentally sit on it while putting on your golf shoes. You smile because tomorrow you're going to see Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. The front doors will open like the Azalea Line gates at Augusta. You'll ask for the best looking guy there. You'll find the former amateur champ, Jamie Wilkie, staring back at you. You hand over your money. Your new ride glistens as it pulls out of the dealership. Then Jamie approaches and whispers in your ear, Son, next week, I'm taking you golfing at Breezy Bend. I'll show you a thing or two. You smile again, as now your golf game will look and feel as good as your new ride. Improve your ride and your drive with Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. WinnipegDodge.com JR. We have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pool Park in, food, in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats. <laughs> 